Curtain going up. Curtain going up. Places, please. Overture, stand by. Ladies and gentlemen, she comes to you from the cornfields of Indiana. She loves the Constitution more than she likes most people. Allow me to introduce Shouse in the House. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of Shouse in the House. Um, we are coming to you on a Sunday evening with sports in the background and my favorite uh, sports podcasting crew, um, the original founders of Patriot Sports Unlimited, um, specifically Patriot Sports Radio. I have with me Chris, Coach, and Eric, and we're going to get into uh, some politically motivated conversations tonight surrounding sports in general. But before I get into that, I want to talk to the guys a little bit about how they got started, how that conversation went um, when they started their podcast, because you guys have been doing it, uh, I think March, April-ish is when you guys started, and um, it's really taken off for you guys. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing because it's a saturated market, but it's not. Um, And so what I mean by that is people are still really hungry for genuine conversations about sports. And so tell me real quick, um, I'm going to start with, I think, like, Chris, why, um, how did this kind of evolve? And and then how did you guys jump into it? And, and are you enjoying it? Yeah. Hey, Heather, thanks for having us on. Um, I think, so I kind of had come up with this idea, or I had been thinking about this idea. I was listening to Ben Shapiro on uh, and the, all the Daily Wire guys. And this is before they had put a sports cast on the Daily Wire. Now they have one. And I remember Ben Shapiro and Michael Knowles both uh, for about a week straight were really hammering. Like if if you're sick of the sports that you're getting, then you just need to go create your own. Because that's the only way a conservative voice is ever going to get back into this market is if people just start doing it. So that was I think that was probably about a year ago. And. I was sitting, so then obviously the holidays pass and it's January and I'm sitting in my chair and I'm listening to ESPN talk about Leah Thomas and how she's just dominating. And it's just so amazing. The records that she's breaking and we're witnessing some of the greatest sports we've ever seen. And I remember turning the TV off and getting out of my recliner and saying, I've had enough. And I called Eric first. Um, and I was just like, Hey bro, I got an idea. Okay. Eric, you got that phone call. How did that conversation go? And how did you decide? Okay. Yeah. I'm on board for this. Well, it was, you know, it was, it sounded like a great idea and it's one of those things, you know, it's one of those things you talk about with your buddies, like, Hey, we should start our own sports podcast, you know, like fuck everything's on TV. We need to make our own stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Like, I have all kinds of opinions about sports and you know, his pitch was essentially the things we text to each other during the football games on Sunday is, is great. And it could be a show. And I said, you know, basically because it's, you know, my own ideas and our stuff. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess, but maybe everybody says that about, you know, but no, when you, when I looked at it, I'm like, no, we've got some real original points of view, some very, sharp, clever jokes that other people aren't making. And Chris is not the kind of guy who talks about something and then doesn't do it. I've been around a lot of those kind of people in my life who sit around and say, yeah, that would be cool if we did this. Oh yeah. Then we would probably be able to do this and so forth. And it's fun to talk about, but when it's time to put the work boots on and do it, they don't, you know, nobody shows up, but Chris, you know, next thing I know, we've got computers, we've got recording equipment, there's lights coming and, you know, we're talking about t-shirts and podcasts and what are we going to talk about? And all of a sudden things are happening. Chris is a man of action. Uh, like I've never been around before. And that's why I'm absolutely positive. This is going to work his work ethic and attitude and the people that he's brought on like coach. I mean, it's, it's really a can't miss type situation, but basically it didn't seem real to me until it was like months in when we started getting feedback on social media and stuff and we met you and it became like, Oh, I guess it's not just me and my three buddies talking about sports. There are other people who are hearing this. And at that point it became a real thing for me. 
So real quick interjection, and then coach, I'm going to come to you on how you got brought into the fold. Um, So fun fact about me, up until your all's podcast, I have never listened to a podcast from beginning to end all the way through, except for my own when I edit it. And so here's what happened. I I love sports. Like I I think you guys know that about me, right? Like I I love sports. I'm a huge hockey fan. Um I grew up playing basketball. I'm from fucking Indiana, man. Like it's Hoosier State. You play ball, right? Like that's what you do. And so um I hated ESPN a long time. Like a long time ago I was just like fuck this. I'm not watching sports anymore. Like I just I can't do it anymore. Can't sit time. and listen to it. Um I was in one of Pixie Spaces. Chris was in there talking about your all show and I really loved his like personality. He's super dynamic. Um, he asked really good questions. Like he's just, he's just a very magnetic person. So I was like, all right, I'll give this, I'll give this a shot. So I listened to like the first like 10 minutes and I was like, oh my God, these guys are funny as fuck. So like I sat there and I kept listening and I was like, oh my God, I love these guys. So like I have not missed an episode since that day. And I have listened to everything. I come watch all of your live streams, even when I don't talk. Like, I'm obsessed with you guys because I love your your chemistry and your dynamics so much. You guys are really amazing together. So, um, Coach, how did you get brought into the fold? Because uh, I'm going to be honest with you. You seem a bit not technologically excited. We'll put it that way. So when I watch you sometimes, I'm like, he hates this. He does not want to be messing with this right now. And so I want to know how, because you're not with them, right? Like you're down in Oklahoma. So how did they convince you to like participate in this? Um, let's see where, where to start from this. Um, they the, pretty much what they said, uh, the part that the part they didn't talk about was the fact that me and Chris grew up together. We, we literally lived up the street from each other. Um, and, and then, uh, he, he moved away. Um, I, I went on and and did other things and literally I saw him on Facebook. What was it? I don't even remember how many years ago and just kind of hit him up on Facebook one night I was working. Um, I worked nights back then and, and, and I hit him up and was like, Hey man, yeah, you know, how's things going? And we started a conversation that led to he was living in uh in Wisconsin now. And uh, you know, I, I was like, Well, I don't have anything going next weekend. I'll just drive up there. And uh <laughs> he was like, Well, well, come on. And and then it was I'll bring another guy that lives in town with me that that we used to go to high school together and and, and we'll all go. Well, like he said, there's people that are that are that are people of action and there's people that just talk about doing stuff. And I'm pretty sure he thought I was just kind of just telling him I would I would make it and and then it didn't. And and the other guy, I called him and he's like, Yeah, sure. And then came time to leave and he magically was like, Oh, you're serious. And I'm like, listen, I'm <laughs> I'm in the truck. I'm coming to get you. And and then I showed up on his doorstep and was like, Hey man this is a hell of a deal you got here, man. Maybe I'm going to stay two, three days. I may stay the week. I don't know. I don't have to be at work for a while. And he's like, okay. So, um, he was kind of in transition moving from one house to another. And I, I, man, I literally spent, I don't know, probably gosh, maybe three or four days at at his house, just hanging out. That's all we did. And was the whole cub series. Yeah. It was cub series. We We hit a brewers (laughs) game and, and then, uh, you know, it was just kind of, it was cool. And, um, you know, we, we, we were texting back and forth and talking back and forth after I left, I was like, man, we got to make this a regular deal. We had so much fun. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, we were, we were good, good friends, uh, back, back in school. And, and, and we just kind of both, you know, went, went a different direction and it was just kind of cool to reconnect. And then, um, Shortly after that, our, our you know, our, our, we texted all the time periodically, and 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 then, and then Eric, Eric kind of came in, and and he was like, "Man, I got this buddy," and we started talking football and started having this text, and we had this running text dialogue for probably Two I want to say maybe a year. Two years. And, yeah, Two it years. was good, and it was a running text. I'm not talking like it would happen on Sundays. It it ran all week long about uh just things that have 
you wouldn't even believe. You never really knew. And and it might be a random Tuesday about traffic. It would just be anything. Uh, and so anyhow, uh, I, I've been up there a, a few times and, 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 you know, life changes and my life is, has, has certainly taken some twists and turns and, um, we've, we've come up there and, 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 you know, my, I brought my, my kids up there and we've had a great time and, you know, it's just been awesome. And, and, and that text, he, he called me up one day and was like, uh, well, I think he was down here, uh, visiting and he said, Hey man, I'm, I'm going to start a podcast. And I was like, and I, I don't know anything about a podcast. I don't, I barely know how to operate a laptop. And, uh, he's like, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'm figuring it out as we go. We'll just, we'll just do this. And I think the first one we did, me and Chris were upstairs and Eric was somewhere else. I mean, we, we literally did it here at my house and I was like, so this is what it's all about. Huh? I mean, it was, uh, it was wild. He's like, man, I'll, I'll just set it up and, and we'll do it. And we'll, we'll just kind of run through some sports talk and, and we'll see where it goes. And I honestly really didn't, um, I didn't know what to expect. I still really don't know. Um, and, and you're right. I'm not a technological marvel by any chance. I'm, I don't, you know, te- technology is not my forte and, and you can tell that and it's authentic when it, you know, I, I say things and, and, and I talk about things as the way they relate to me and my life. And sometimes people think it's funny and, and, you know, I, I, sometimes I take a step back and I think it's pretty funny too. Cause I don't know that everybody has lived that life, but it is what it is. And, and we have a good time spinning it back and forth between us. I mean, it's just a real, it's become a great deal. And, and then the addition of John, which brought a little bit of, uh, of concrete and, uh, civility to the, to the circus. And, uh, you know, it's good. I, I don't know I, who knows where the ceiling is. And so far it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So that's kind of the nickel tour of how that started from a text for about a year and a half, two years. That's so awesome. It's a really cool story. Like you guys are childhood friends. You've brought Eric into the fold and now you guys have expanded, right? So you have uh, your regular original Patriot Sports Radio. You guys have Plus Money Golf. Uh, You've added the Fan Bus now. You have the Super Football Podcast where you guys do your um, betting stuff that I have no clue about. Like, it makes no sense to me. I just kind of watch you guys talk well, about it, making money and I'm like, Ugh, I should probably do this, but <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you that's from straight Chris. I mean, and, and, and Eric both, they've got, they've got a drive to do this and they love to do it and they cut a big wake. And, and I wasn't kidding when I got on here and said, I, I really just kind of ride along. Um, I, I, it surprises me. And I've told Chris this many times. I mean, I, I, you know, each one of us brings something. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what they think that I'm bringing, but, uh, we, we, we bring it and, and it works out and, and I'm just along for the ride and they're the ones that really drive the bus. I mean, the, the plus money podcast is another, another guy that we went yeah. to school with, you know, um, it's, mm-hmm. it's all just weird Adam how or it all Smitty. Yeah. Adam, Adam Miller, Adam. Yeah. The PGA pro. Look at me. I know all of you guys. Yeah, he he lives up there around you guys and he he grew up here. I mean, we all grew up together. So uh it's it's pretty awesome. So I'm gonna move to the first subject for us to discuss, and that is the uh money to college pipeline, right? So I was telling you guys, my daughter is a competitive gymnast, she's been competing for years now. Uh, she finished fourth in the state last year, but there is a significant amount of money that comes into play for me to be able to allow her and afford her the opportunity to do that. When I was in school or when I was younger, you know, you got to try out for your school team, right? So like we didn't play, we didn't have club sports. We didn't pay hundreds of dollars to go play baseball or, or basketball or any of that. You got into fifth grade and they said, hey, do you want to play basketball? And we, so we went and played basketball or cheered or whatever. Um, that has transformed insanely over the course of the last 20 years. And it puts kids who don't have the financial resources at a huge disadvantage. Even kids that could potentially be very good um, don't get started until way later. And then at that point, they're being pushed off the team and stuff like that. How do you guys see that shaping out as time moves on? Like we've gotten so far at this point. What do you guys see sports wise? Do you, do you think that's a good thing? If you've got the money, 
your kid can go play. Um, how do you guys feel about that? I think sports should be as accessible to everyone as po- as possible. It's one of the great meritocracies left in in life. You take the field and you're either good at a sport or not. And it doesn't matter if you come from, you know, two doctors or if you eat twice a day because your living situation is is terrible. If you bat 350, you're going to go to the major leagues. It's just that simple. So putting up any barriers to that, it only it only hurts the the disenfranchised and and the kids who already don't have a lot of money and a lot of, you know, therefore a lot of options for colleges. So if if anything, we should be making efforts to make these sports more accessible. I understand there's sports like, you know, lacrosse and hockey and stuff like that. There's just a crazy amount of equipment and travel, and that's just going to cost money. But a, a sport like gymnastics, I mean, you show up with your skills and your and your uniform, right? Like what are it's it's crazy to you know, it reminds me of what what happened with schools during covid the gap is just bigger and bigger between the haves and the have nots now, because what the haves have access to is basically the only avenue to making money through these things. And the underprivileged, the have nots aren't going to be able to get into these colleges to play sports because they missed an entire grade because of COVID. So now they're behind and it's, it's an absolute mess. Coach can speak more to what these sports specifically cost, but, Anything that's just you and a ball or you and a uniform and your skills, I mean, that seems like that should be open to absolutely everyone. Remind me uh, as we move through you guys to talk about this meritocracy notion, because with the introduction of everyone gets a participation trophy, I feel like we're also removing the meritocracy away from what sports should be as well. We're looking for equality of outcome in sports, which is absolutely insane. Right. Not not equality, equity. It doesn't even matter if you're good. We're still going to give you the reward. <laughs> what Chris was going to say is right. Some sports are 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 more susceptible to that than others. Um, some sports you can come in and you can pick up and you can play. Uh, if you're a quality athlete, you can plug and play in some sports. Some sports are not like that at all. Uh, um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Football and baseball. Baseball is a sport that you cannot, uh, you will not be able to pick up and plug in and play at a high school level or, or at a high level if you have not. Um, I, I won't say you cannot. I'm just going to say that it is very, very rare that a that a person would be able to do that. Football, you can. Football is a sport that that if you have not played. You can plug in and you can play because the the concepts uh, are are a little bit uh, I don't want to say simplified, but but the, but the concepts you can learn. Yeah, if you can take a and 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 this might offend some, but you can take a baseball player who can play at a high level and you can plug him into other sports and he's going to be a good athlete and do well. Um, you can't take a transplant for football or another sport and plug him into baseball at a high level and, and them do well. Some sports just work like that. Um, so in, in to what you're saying is some sports, yes, you have to, you have to be like that. And, and, and the longer that you go without the far, the farther that you fall behind to that elite level. Um, and, and some sports, some sports very are very much that way. And, and, and in today's society of, of kids specializing and specializing early and often and the uh, abilities that they have to specialize, you're, you are right. If you couldn't afford the gymnastics situation, for example, you couldn't afford the gymnastics, what's your options? I mean, same, same way in, in, say, for instance, basketball. You can't afford to put your kid on an AAU travel team, basketball team, uh, but – What's your what's your option? You're going to go down and you're going to play in the rec league at the YMCA. I mean, and 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 maybe your kid is very good, but they're not at the level and seeing the level of talent that they would be seeing. And so your your kid rocks along pretty well, and and they do that for three or four years until they get into school ball, and we dump everything in together, 
And then when we dump everything in together, there's a, there's a level of separation and you have kids that average, you know, 15, 20 points in their YMCA league. And they think that they're really good until they meet the kid that averages 27 points in the AAU league that is already filling out, you know, uh, going through the network of trying to get recruited as is his parents. And, and, and we're talking about two separate levels. I'll, I'll give you another example this week. Uh, it's actually basketball is, 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 is in full swing now, but, but three weeks ago, there was a tryout. I, I spoke with the head coach at the um, middle school that, that, um, that is near mine. And we were discussing these tryouts and, and he said the same thing is, 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 you know, kids, come to these tryouts and, and, and you have parents who are calling him at the end of the first day going, well, my kid averaged 12 points on his team last, the last five years. And he's like, yeah, but, but I have eight kids on my team that dunk the basketball and dunk it with authority in eighth grade. Right. And, and, and there, and the parents are like, well, I mean, and he's like, you, you see play. the difference in the levels. There, there's yeah. levels to this game. There's levels to every game, and there's very few that 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 you can transition without that base that you're talking about. And and it is, it's about money. It's about money. A lot of it's about money. So you're right. I mean, so here's my my, it, and it's for coaches. It's really hard. Like we have a really good soccer team at my daughter's what will eventually be her high school. And they had tryouts and you had kids that had been tra- playing travel ball for all these years, club sports. And then now they're trying out for the school team. And they had like 36 girls try out for the team and they could only pick like 18 or something is what it was. And you're it, as a coach, you're breaking hearts of kids that it's their dream to be Mia Ham or, you know, whoever. And so I, I feel for the coaches that are in these positions with these kids. Um, Large schools are the worst. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example of my son plays baseball. We've played baseball since he could pretty much, uh, since he, since he started school. Uh, we didn't play on a lot of travel teams, but but there was 81 kids that tried out for for uh, ninth grade baseball. 81 kids, 81 kids, and they're going to field, uh, you know, a varsity roster. And I'm I'm talking about 81 kids for 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 this one team. I mean this this one eighth grade team or whatever, you're going to keep 20 of them. So 60 of them that day, you're going to have to tell. And, and, and I will say this, the best way that I've ever seen it done. And, it, and, it, and it's horrible because all of these big schools are doing it. Uh, the best way that I ever saw it done was, was a coach that literally the first day we had a parents meeting and he said, listen, it's, it's the old money ball situation. We're all told at some point when we can't play this game. For some of these, for some of your sons, this is going to come tomorrow. Now, there's other options out there. You can go and play, and they're welcome to try out again next year. But for 60 kids tomorrow, that's what's going to happen. And it's hard for them, too, you know. Um, and, and it's just one of those things of, of you know, I watch that happen in these big school sports, and I think, you know, man, it, it, and, and I even, you know, you have a kid that comes back and tries out next year and you go, man, this kid has got significantly better. Well, which kid are you going to take off the roster? One of the, one of the 20 that have been playing the AAU and can, you know, I mean, it's, there's just levels in it and it's tough, man. It's, it's a tough road. So I'm going to transition into that next portion that I was talking about this whole participation trophy. I honestly think Two things have resulted in the huge decline that we have as a society. The first thing was allowing women to vote. And the second thing was allowing uh, all kids to get participation trophies. So like just for showing up, you get to be a winner. So Chris, I want to hear your opinion on this particular element. I think that not the women voting part, but the um, participation trophies. Like, do you think that <laughs> we should be a society that gives everyone a, a trophy and everyone a chance to be a winner, whether they earned it or not? Like, uh, I can't imagine that you are, but no, that's where we are now. So, 
this is a really deep rooted problem in America right now. And we're losing some, and we're losing work ethic. I mean, we're losing our men over this at a, at a very young age. And it's um, the competitive nature of uh, the beast of any mammal of any animal. It, it that, that, that underlying um, I'm going to win has to be there. I just don't understand how we thought this was going to be a good idea, how we were going to transition alphas into betas at in massive numbers. And what, and here's what it really did is we're lazy. We don't have to work for anything. What in the hell? Now what we're doing is now we're having revolts because we have to leave our house to go to work. I mean, we, we've done that. Like we own that. These 20 somethings that want everything on their first job. We own that Mm -hmm. as a society. We did that to them. Now we have to slap them in the face. It's ridiculous. We never let them skin their knees. Now when they break their neck, they're like shocked. And when I mean that, we never let them trip a little bit when they were kids. We have to coddle them and wrap them in bubble paper. Then when they go off to college and get all fucked up, then they don't know how to act. Nobody's taught yeah, them how to act. Saying the struggle maketh the man, right? Like yeah. the like you, you you have to hurt a little bit. You have to struggle for to persevere. You have to fail later in life. Yeah. If you don't fail and fail often when you're a kid, how are you ever going to succeed when you're a man? It doesn't make sense. The math doesn't make sense. Anyways, so here's where we're at. Now we're given participation trophies, and that is I. I is it the norm? Is it starting to shift back? Can we write this ship? I'm not sure. But I do believe that the participation trophies is is been going on long enough now. It has deep-rooted itself. And it, it's it, it's made a lot of character defects in, in men. Coach will have a lot to say about participation trophies, too. Mine's just more of the mindset of... If you well, don't I get want the- you to elaborate a little bit because it, so like you hear alpha, sigma, beta, you hear like the the titles for males, like this, what this actually means. So I want you to elaborate a little bit on on like what competition does to create a man. Like how do you think that particular element is important? Well, I think that I don't think that winning and losing on game day is where it's built. But if you don't have to go in and put the work in at practice because you already know that you're going to win because so I'm just, so I wrestled. So I'll just coach played football. I wrestled. I'm going to tell you the wrestling room is where the man is created, right? It's down there at 110 degrees for four hours, sweating your ass off with, with a bunch of other dudes that are alphas banging your head together, getting scarred up. And, uh, it teaches you how to compete. It teaches you how to be, how to find that edge of action, but still, but still be able to be friends afterwards. Right. So you learn, you learn a lot there. You're going to learn because you're going to use that later in business, whatever business you go into. You're going to learn how to get to that edge, but then still know how to be in society. And you'll learn. You just touched on something really good that I want. No, no, no. Don't say sorry. Um, So we're talking pipelines here, right? This is kind of the theme so far. We talked about the pipeline money to college or whatever, but now you're talking sports to real life, right? Like the things that you gain and gather as an athlete that you transition later on in life. So specifically business, I'm going to tell you guys a story really fast. Um, So at my job, I am a hiring manager. So I take in a lot of the people that my company hires and I interview them. I had a girl come in. I fucking kid you not. Fresh out of college, just graduated. 22 years old, I think is how old she was. The position clearly stated what the pay was on the the little application thing. It was literally just answer the phone, transfer the call, you're done. That's your whole job. And you greet people when they come into the office. That's it. That's your life, right? Entry level receptionist position. 
This girl comes in with her business degree that she just earned and applies for this entry-level position, sits down across from me, and I'm interviewing her, and she says, well, this isn't, she slides the paper back across me, which is like the the Indeed like screenshot, right? She slides it across from me to me, and she said, this isn't enough money for this position. And I said, okay, well, we can end the interview. It's okay if this isn't for you, no big deal. And she goes, no, I want the job. This just isn't the right amount of money. And I said, okay, humor me. What amount of money do you think that you should make in this position? I fucking kid you not. $73,000 a year is what she thought that she should earn in that position. And that is somebody who never lost a fucking basketball game. That's somebody who like, she never got her ass spanked when she, it just like the idea that you can walk into a company and demand that for this position, not only are you going to hire me, but you're going to pay me $50,000 more than what the position actually paid for. And so how do we, Chris, you said something about riding the ship. So Eric or coach, I'm going to bring it to you guys. How do you think we correct that? Do we, do we just full force move back to a position where there's first, second, and third or first place only? Like, And the rest of you can just either work for it or you don't. I think it'll swing back sort of like how it went from World War II greatest generation to hippies to 80s parents. And now we're all the way back over here. I think we're going to see the results of this and swing all the way back to, holy shit, we need first, second and third because we've removed the motivation to do well. What's the motivation to try or do well, or get up at 4 a.m. to go train and get better than that next kid and that kid over there from the from the next town over who you know beats you at sectionals every fucking year, but not yeah. this year because your laps are like a half second fast. Who cares? You're all getting the same trophy. So it removes that dro- that thing that made America great, that made the people who came over on the ships and looked at the wild land and said, fuck it, we're going to figure it out. We're going to build a cabin. We're going to figure out a service or a good that we can produce. And we're going to make this shit work. And that's the drive that, you know, built us into a superpower. And now we're like, no, you know what? Let's take our teeth out. Actually, everybody needs to just have a, a Coke and a smile. And now we're sort of, you know, this is it. This is the sports version of um, hard men making soft times. And now the soft times just about or the soft people are making hard times in sports, you know, because we've got soft people in charge making soft decisions, uh, worried about people's feelings. Sports are never about feelings. It's about who does better in the time allotted on the field of play. That's, that's the beauty. That's why guys love sports because it's simple. There's no interpretation. We know who won. We know who lost. We know how many yards they had, you know, down to the single foot. It's very definitive. We leave, feeling a sense of uh, what you call conclusion. It, it Let's not, let's not gray that area between winner and loser and make them the same thing. Right. Okay. I'm going to transition now into the third topic of the evening, which I'm just really excited to get into with you guys. Um, one, because I have a little bit of insider information and two, just because I already see the smiles on your all's faces. So um, we now have, Men participating in women's sports. I don't give a fuck what you identify as. If you were born with a penis between your legs, you are a man and you are competing with females. So I have a huge issue with this because I have a girl and because I have a son. And I don't want my son to be in a world where his efforts are diminished because men who are weaker than him just walk away and go pretend to be girls. And I don't want my daughter's efforts to be diminished because now everybody gets to play on the same field what, regardless because they're not the same. So I think that when you guys talked earlier at the top of the show about what brought you into the booth right now, why you guys have a podcast, the Leah Thomas situation, and the the literal like fucking drooling that took place 
when you had actual female athletes who were being just cast aside and let's let's cheer and champion for this man uh, and it's getting worse like there's this isn't improving right now this is just it's more and more and more and now it's starting to trickle down it's not just collegiate and professional sports now it's starting to touch like children's sports and stuff like that so Tell me what your all's thoughts are on this and how you see this transforming, because I feel like the weakest minds have the loudest voices in this world right now, and it's it's incredibly disappointing, and I don't know how without conversations like this, I don't know how we change that. I'm going to start with you, Eric. I thought Coach was going to start talking. Well, it's we've reached a breaking point with it now because not only does the emperor have no clothes, but he's like shaking it in our face and we're all supposed to pretend that we all think he's still fully clothed. Like ESPN is, is celebrating and basking in these and not talking about the girls who are behind the scenes, complaining and disappointed and refusing to stand on the podium. Like this Leah Thomas situation in particular I think it's it's because they're championing this guy and it's not when they brought Katie Ledecky into it. I think that's when that's when Chris got mad. Like you're now comparing Leah Thomas to to gold medal winners. You know, that's that's not OK with me. I think there's some kind of middle ground available, some kind of intramural situation, you know, because these are these are all people who are putting feelings in front of everything else anyways. So why do we need to play in a league where there's, or a division or anything where there's score kept or anything like that? Just play intramurals and don't keep score. If it's all about bouncing a ball and having good feelings. Or I mean, what's your thought process on creating just a separate division? Like, okay, here's your transgender division. Go have fun. I don't think you could populate it because I mean, contrary to what you see on social media, the transgender community is a very small percentage of the population. But I think if you had... Which it, then the, the funding's not there and bye. You don't get yeah. to compete anymore. Yeah, that's just... But, I mean, but the thing that decisions no have saying. consequences when you decide to, you know, transition. That's just something you're taking off the table for yourself is competing in sports. No, they can still compete. They just, have to comp- they just have to compete how they were born. Well, you can do that, but obviously they don't want to. So, well, there, there's a couple things in that. Num- number one, and I'm not gonna step step out on the inequality platform here or whatever. We we can talk about all things being equal or whatever. When you look at this, any other way, and the thing that that, that irritates me the most about it is the thing that no one discusses in this is this is quite honestly any way you cut it the death of women's athletics. Mm-hmm. It's, yes. it's, it's the death of women's athletics as we know it. Um, all of these, the greatness and, and equality that has been fought for up until this point of women being equal in the title nine and, and all of that. If, if you allow this to happen, you are if effectively ruining women's athletics, ruining everything that is great about women's athletics. And I'm talking across the board. In any sport, I can blanket coverage it because it is factual. It will yeah. be the death of women's athletics. And and the fact that we 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 choose not to discuss that in the interest of equality is a shame in this country. And it leads me to a bigger picture of a discussion that's being had all the way across the board of, of where is equality stop. And where does it? Where does the 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 sanctity of 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 all of the achievements of 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 equality that we've done over the years come into play? Because you're trumping one to get to the other, and and you can't can't do that. I mean, just like we talked about, all of the people that are legitimately uh, spent all of those years and and spent all of that specialized training, and and then they stand on the podium next to somebody who is genetically uh, they are unable to compete with. And, and, and however you cut it, that you can't say it's any different. Um, and, and, and we barely as a country 
we, we have a hard time supporting women's athletics. So if we compartmentalize that into their own, you're right. It, it will not be supported financially and, and, and goodbye. And that's fine. I just, you know, when I look at it, I think who thought that was a good idea. And, and I will say, I don't always agree with, with, with politics and, and the sides that go along with. And in fact, a lot of times I'm a little bit in the gray on all of it. But the one thing that the state of Oklahoma did that I think was 1 million percent correct was you have to sign a gender affidavit when you it's part of your paperwork, part of your your um, your uh, rank one paperwork. Any any person, any athlete that signs up for a sport from grade seventh grade and on, you have to fill out a gender affidavit. This is a requirement to play in any athletic event by the OSSAA in the state of Oklahoma. You have to fill out a gender affidavit that says you are playing in the and it's 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 funny as it sounds. This is a this is people really have a deal with this. And I'm like, you know, you can thank you government for doing something right here because you just took that off of my plate as a coach. Hmm you know, having to worry about that because now if you've got a problem with it, you call your legislature, but I need your rank one form. I mean, I need your gender affidavit form or your kid's not playing. And, and, and that's, that's how we do it. But I see it as another level of where does that stop? Does it stop with litter boxes in the classrooms? Cause people identify as cats. I mean, is that where we're heading? Because this, this is a bigger argument here and it's just the tip of it. But if you allow this to, to I mean, and, and, and good for the state of Oklahoma that they cleared that up. I think every state and all 50 states should do that. There's, and that would simply make it, make it done. Now, I don't know if you get that done on the East and West coast, but it needs to be because yeah. anything now, no more asterisks. You're, you're, you're simple. You're simply saying it's illegal to play a sport that you are not that gender. Yeah. And, 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 and I've told these guys on our podcast, bring me the argument against that because I've never heard one. I've never, you, I, I don't, and, and I'm an the open only argument against it is feelings. Well, well and I'm an open-minded individual. If you yeah. can, if you can paint me a Rembrandt that says, this is why little Timmy needs to play against Sally in a soccer match. I, I want to hear it. I want to know because there's nothing about it that makes it equal. There's nothing about it that supports women's athletics. There's nothing about it that does anything except for little Timmy who has decided that he's going to do this. And, and, and at the expense of who at the expense of the athletes who have put in the time to be on an elite level, but they can't because now we've raised the bar even higher because we made them compete against somebody who genetically they'll never be able to obtain. Right. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, good, good on the state of Oklahoma for doing that. And I think, I wish every state did it because that would eliminate this argument. So I think that it's really interesting, right? So they, they made women for a long time, believe you're just as good as a man. You can do everything that a man can do. Go out there and get that money. Go be that boss bitch. All of that stuff, it was drilled into women's heads over and over and over again. You can do the same thing a man can do. You can do it better than a man. Well, and we, then we passed laws that said that we have a yeah. title nine law that says they, they it will be equal across right. the board. But what I'm saying is they, they made women believe that head to head, I could run as fast as fucking Michael Jones or whatever his name is. Like I, if I wanted to, and I worked hard enough, I could be competitive with that person. They made women believe that that was true. And then they realized it's not so fucking true when men started entering their sports, right? You have multiple sports where head-to-head men are not the same as women, period. It's just not biologically true. And so you've diminished women's value by introducing men into the sports. And, and now you're telling us, well, it's okay that they're in there. You can do it. You can beat them. So you should be okay with it. And women are like, yeah, you know what? 
I, I should just be better. I should let you come in, ruin my fucking sport. To watch women champion this is disgusting. To watch a single female parent of an athlete be like, oh yeah, we, my kid, it's okay. It's okay. They should just get better. And it's it's insane to me. It's incredibly frustrating. And I don't know, other than a third division where y'all just go do, go live your best life. I, that's the only solution that I have to this situation because it's not putting men in with girls and expecting them to be able to rise to the occasion. Can, can I ask girls you better have, for that? Can, are, have you heard that argument from a parent of a little girl? Yes. You have? Yes. The More argument than one. That you should just be better to beat this boy. Yes. Absolutely. Huh. Wow. And it's... It's interesting, not from kids, the older kids, that, right? That's it's what still I was just younger kids. Say is that's got to be from yeah. a younger kid. That's it's from be younger from kids, kids under junior who, age. Yep, who have not had to yet deal with that, right? It's it's now it's right now it's the idea, but you wait, you wait until your daughter is the one that cannot compete, and you've championed this, and you've said it's a great idea. And now your kid is losing and what are you going to do about it? Well, and I'm, I'm going to throw a little bit of, I'm going to throw a little bit of uh, mud in the water here and say this. Do it. I, I don't know that I, I don't know that I disagree with a parent who's saying that at a um, five, six, seven, eight year old level, but there comes a level that, 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 that argument is no longer valid. And here's, here's my, here's my example. Chris, well, you, you've, you've seen this a hundred times before there was women's wrestling, which is women's wrestling is a new thing. It's a new thing in Oklahoma and it is really legitimately swept across the state. Now it is a legit sport and, and it is legit with real bad, you know, bad dudes who run with some bad boys and, and they get, what, they get corn after pop in here. Yeah. Corn. I'll just drop you some corn pop there, but no, there's some, there's some bad chicks across the state and, and they have really made a, a, um, they, they made a path for that through title nine. But what I'm going to say is this from, from eight, eight years old and down, it is very, it was very, um, just the norm of, of girls to wrestle boys in tournaments and stuff like that. It just happened. It, it, it is, it is fine. And, and, and I don't necessarily see that, you know, I mean, up to a certain level, I can understand that argument. Now, once we get over about the age of, I don't know, what is it? 12 puberty. Maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Puberty. There yeah. is no competing there. There should be a definite separation. And, and, and I, I, I agree with the fact of, a small kid saying, you know, Hey, you're, you've got to go and compete, compete with, with little Billy or whatever, because there's not that much difference, but puberty is a real thing and it changes the body. This is science. This isn't, this isn't feelings. This is science. It changes people's bodies and, and the male body and the female body are very different. And, and I just don't understand why or how anybody in an older especially when you're talking about junior high and up, it, it's definitely different. It is so different. And, and the same rules don't apply. And I guess, you know, people can say I'm hypocritical or whatever, but I'm telling you, science is behind it. It's not the same. It can't be. The, genetically, they are different. And, and, and it would, I mean, I, I guess the best thing that I could say is, 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 is it would be like comparing this to, to an academic person against a computer that is, you know, something that we, you know, I mean, it, it's not the same. It's, it's apples like and oranges. chess against the chess play, the computer yes, play. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yep. is that, is that fair? I mean, because where does the line stop? It's, it's, it's on un- an unattainable level that we've made. And, 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 and in the process we've killed women's athletics and that's what that's at, at a high level, you know, high school, collegiate if they're if they allow it's just not it's not somewhere i mean obviously we the swimming deal you know my hat's off to the second third in every meet in that because they did things right and they did enough to win but there's another level there that they can never attain physically right 
Uh, Eric, Chris, do you guys have girls that are impacted by this in school? I know, Chris, you have an at least, I think, two older, three older kids. And then, Eric, don't you have a daughter that plays sports too? Yep, I have a seventh grade daughter. Yeah, I experienced Is this impacting this. her? Yeah, we had we had a couple boys in the basketball game. Uh, the last one I went to. One was tall and just, you know, it was Globetrotters versus the Generals out there because... Once you get past puberty, there's there's that there's that gap. And it what bothered me about the well, a couple things bothered me. Obviously, the coach left them both on the floor for a majority of the game, even when it was clearly out of hand. Um, I don't think that was necessary. But the I mean, just the complacency, everybody's attitude of sort of, huh, well, you know. This is how it is now. So this is just, I guess this is what it is. And this is what we're going to watch. And, you know, I could tell everybody had a little bit of an uneasy feeling or the people I was sitting around anyways. And it just felt like a gym full of people, you know, uh, what you call. What's the word I'm looking for? You know, lying to one another to catering (laughs) to two people. Um to make them to make them feel good about the situation it's it didn't feel good it didn't feel right it didn't feel equal so that's not that's just not the way to do it and i talked to my daughter on the way home about it you know i wasn't trying to bring it up i just said uh hey so there's two boys on that team right she's like oh yeah totally like we had no chance like so how do you feel about that she's like i you know whatever we she was again very apathetic this was the first uh her first year of basketball she joined because her friend joined and I, she finished the season she went to every practice every game i was very excited because i told her seventh sixth grade she wasn't very involved in things so this year i'm really pushing you know let's play the flute let's play basketball let's get into stuff and for her to run up into things like this right away that's not encouraging out of the gate no so this was the school team yeah, this was a seventh grade girls basketball team. Holy shit. Like, I, I feel like I would have just walked my team off the floor and been like, nope, we, we play girls basketball here. We don't fucking play with boys. Well, and, and But I wouldn't coach, make a great coach. <laughs> as a coach, you can't. But, but I know. <laughs> but it doesn't mean a parent can. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would, I mean, honestly, I'd rather look down the bench and go, uh, you know, I mean, the, and, and the, I'm going to go back to this. Why on earth? is all 50 states not doing the same thing for make the gender affidavit, take it all out of the school's hands and just move forward. It saves, it saves women's athletics and keeps the sanctity of the game exactly what it's supposed to be. And then fight it on a governmental level, which is where this argument should be had because it's deeper than sports. It runs all the way into the classroom of the kid who shows up one day and decides they want to identify as a cat. And now their parents want to put a litter box in the corner. I mean, and that's a real argument that's happening in school. When I heard about that, I mean, that may be the day where I have to do something different. (laughs) I mean, and, and I don't know that I'm, I'm, I don't claim to be uh, anything other than that may be the day where I decide that that this career path may not be for me, and that'll be a sad day because I won't be the only one. Because I can't, I. That's where we've allowed things to get so far left that 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 you are you you've you've lost control of that situation, and you're handing a teacher, you're handing you're handing somebody that's in authority, and I don't care who you are or how liberal you are, you cannot control that situation. You're not controlling it. This argument right here is what happens when we have a generation, like Chris said, a generation of people who have forgotten that there's two parts here. It's not about winning and everybody getting a participation trophy. There's another part to this. It's what you learn when you don't win. And that's the key. What do you learn when you don't win? And and I tell this to young people all the time. Hey, hey, we're going to learn tenfold more from a loss than we're going to learn from a win. But, but, but do you learn? I mean, do you? And, and, and if a parent wants to step in front of that and say, my kids should never have to feel that feeling of, of, 
of defeat and should never have to feel that feeling of loss. You've robbed that kid of an education because that's where the learning takes place. That's where the learning is. Same way when I give a test in my classroom, I give a test room, I give a, I give a test in my classroom and I ask my class this all the time. Why do we give tests? Why? Why are tests necessary? Because you're showing me what you know. So if you do poorly on that exam, what does that tell you? That tells you you didn't know the material. Same way in athletics. You come out and perform poorly on the floor. What does that tell you? You didn't know the material well enough to do well. You have to get better. There's a get better aspect to this that, that a generation of people are neglecting. And that's where we come back to the root of the problem is, is it's, it, there's twofold. Winning is great. Giving, giving prizes to everybody that shows up is great, but we're, we're neglecting the part of the learning. That's not athletics. Right. That's a county fair. Just saying. It all um, fucking started with the microwave. Let me tell you. <laughs> When motherfuckers didn't have to stand there and cook for 45 minutes, they could just pop something in the microwave for a minute. That's where fucking, this is what my grandma used to say. This is going to be the downfall of America, this microwave. Nobody's going to have patience after this. Nobody's going to know what it means to fucking stand up there for 45 minutes in the heat of the oven, hitting you in the face and, and make something that you're proud of. And then it, and now it's transitioning in the goddamn locker room and it's fucking ridiculous. And now we're chopping fucking dicks off and tits and, and we're just pretending we're just a fucking, well, we're just, just a big fucking pretend land now. Well, well that's uh, bullshit. Life, well, life doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, where everybody shows up and wins, it doesn't work like no. that. And, and that's the where going like to write said, itself. I mean, I mean, if, if you have a generation of kids that literally think that every time they show up, they're going to be a winner. Again, we're setting them up for failure. We're putting a realistic, uh, unrealistic uh, scenario of what life is. Because as we all know, it's not like that. Yeah. That's the thing. You get out of school and you have to go work for a person who is trying to make money. They have a bottom line. They have investors. You know, we can't pretend we're cats. We need to make rate. Well, and, yeah. and the hardest, the hardest thing as, as a teacher or a coach is ser- is seriously when you have one of those kids on your team. I mean, th- there was one on my team last year. He, he legitimately felt like he deserved and was entitled to play as much as this kid who was elite. He thought that they were the same, no matter. I mean, it, it took the majority of the season for him to understand he was not. And, and that reminds me of like on American Idol where they get up there and they sing and they're so fucking terrible. And they're like, but my mom told me I was yes. good. <laughs> and, 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 and Stop and bullshitting your kids. Just but, be real with them. But did, but did you learn anything from that? Or do you leave that and go what 90% of, of, of the youth of America today do? That some bitch don't know nothing. They're wrong. They don't know. They don't they're, know they're, they're wrong. About. I'm going to kill him good. on Twitter. I'm going to get my, my friends on Twitter. I'm good. I'm good. That coach don't know nothing. He don't know them plays. It's true. I mean, that's it. That's that's the argument that's had at every sporting event you go to across America, no matter what level. You're gonna the see. Umpire didn't see it right. The coach doesn't know what he's talking no fucking about. Accountability. Kids, you're gonna. You could. We could go right now to any park near anybody in America and walk up to it. You're gonna see kids and parents walking out, and this is the things you're gonna hear, just like you said. That umpire doesn't know shit. That coach doesn't know anything. My, I'm, I'm the real star here. I'm the and, and parents amening it all the way to the car. That's gonna happen. My baby, my baby. They don't know my baby. <laughs> it's like all these fucking Uncle Ricos vicariously living through their children. I could throw that football right over that mountain. Yeah, I thought right if they put me back in in '81. We'd have won state. <laughs> no, it. You know, and, and that's what I'm saying when I come full circle back around to there's two parts. The winning teaches you, yes. The winning's great, yes. But there's a losing aspect to that that we are missing as a society. What do you learn when you lose? And, and that's a hard concept for adults to grasp. I know because yeah. I lived it. It was really hard. Yeah, I mean, let me just tell you. I mean, I'll, I'll, we're not going to get too far off the rails here, but I can tell you. There's been some things that have happened in, in my life, like everybody else's, where where it was was a failure, and I would say, you know, you have to 
take a step back and what did you learn from that? And those are, those are the real moments where you get education in life. It's not when, when you, when you right. dominated somebody in, in, in seventh grade, it's the real failure moments where you learn and that's what we're missing. And it, it takes a, a, a little bit of, of, um, how do I say this? It takes a little bit of education and it takes a little bit of being mature, a little bit of maturity to teach that to your kid. And, and right. some, some block of society is not, not, not okay with that. They just don't have it. All right. I'm going to go to my two things and it's go the ahead. participation Sorry. trophy game day versus practice. All right. These are my two things. All right. Game day is for winners. Yes. All right. And, and a trophy serves a purpose. It lets you know that you're on the right track. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And when you don't get a trophy, it lets you know, I need to dial it up to where all men are made. And that is at practice. And I don't mean just wrestling because I was a wrestler, but I'm talking about two a days in Guthrie, Oklahoma yep. on fucking dirt on the fucking practice field in August in 110 degrees with a fucking garden hose hooked up to a 50 foot fucking three quarter inch piece of PVC with holes drilled in it with 80 fucking mouths trying to get a fucking deal of water after you just got your ass kicked for fucking three hours. And guess what? Nobody gave a fuck that you were over there puking. Get your ass back in here and fucking play. And that's where, that's the life lessons where shit is learned. It, it pushes you to that point where you think you're going to break. And then Cunningham comes over and slaps you on the ass and says, Hey man, we got another hour. Let's fucking go. And that, and you pick each other up and you learn how to push through things when they get difficult. You learn that when you open your first business, that it is going to take fucking work and it's going to take the fucking sucking fucking at the very end. And let me tell you something, kids. <laughs> your fucking water bottles. I was the littlest guy on the football team. So I was at the end of that 50 fucking foot PVC run and I was getting nothing but everybody spit and I fucking survived just fine. Here I am. Chris will tell you about that fucking PVC pipe. It, it, no, he, you're, you're a million percent right. There's a reason why people in athletics succeed in life. There's a reason why, because they, they used to, if, if you, if you take the lessons that are learned from that good, bad, or indifferent, whether you had, the best experience or the worst, you still learn some things from that and you can apply them and they're practical to everyday life. And, and that's, that's the part of athletics that you, you can't take away and water down with your branding of equality. You can't do it. Um, and, and, and I hope, like I said, just to sum it up, I hope that, uh, this is where government does need to step in and say, okay, we're going to fix this. And, 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 and my hat's off to the, to the great state of Oklahoma, one of the few things that they've done right. Eric, yep. I would like to hear your two takeaways really quick, um, if you don't mind, before I end it, because I know you have to go. Um, well, <clears throat> I think this generation, there's, I'll go good news, bad news. I think this generation is, is in real trouble. Um, when they become adults, they're going to learn some very hard lessons very rapidly. When they enter the workforce, they're going to learn that they're not special and it, it, life is about results at the end of the day and people are trying to make money. And if you can't help them make money, then they don't care to play your games. Uh, Twitter is like a prime example of that right now, but keep going. The good news is I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to learn from this. The we're, we're fucking this up so bad that even the people championing this stuff are going to have to say down the road. Yeah, maybe not. And just like the people who have been tackling each other for not wearing a mask and saying that people shouldn't be able to leave their house or go buy food, they're going to lie to their grandchildren about how they acted during all this. And they're going to say that they were on the side of logic when in fact they were not. And generation X is on its way into fucking into positions of power because we're, we're now we're starting home. to get old enough so good fucking luck good fucking luck <laughs> we're, we're a little different <laughs> yeah. all right you guys i love you guys so much 
Um, real quick. So you have uh, Chris on the show. He is found on Twitter at PSR Producer. And then you can find Eric on Twitter at PSR Host Guy, right? Yep. Is it, yeah. And then Coach is incognito. He doesn't hang out with us on Twitter. I don't know why. It I'm hurts working my on feelings. It. But... I'm working on it. I'm, I'm, I'm a Facebook <laughs> guy. I've just pretty much got that. I'm working on it. He's the quintessential <laughs> Facebook guy, isn't he? <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Coach, I'm not going to tell them where to find you on Facebook because that's your real name. So I am going to leave it. Um, you'll just be incognito. I love you guys. Thank you so much for coming on with me. I really appreciate it. I love your show. What do you want to say, coach? Oh, I was just going to say it's the save women's sports act that Stitt signed in, um, March. Awesome. Save women's sports act. Do what? Love it. It was signed this year. Yes. Awesome. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to be notified whenever we have another episode come up, please subscribe. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. Please make it a great day in America. This is the country where few people leave, too many people want to enter, and dead people still vote. Take care. I know not what course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty or give me death!